Listen, listen. And then she said she's going she's going to give me a blow, Jay. I can't believe she said that to you. I <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> what was she thinking? I, I don't even know, man. <sighs> I got I got I I got to tell you something, Nick. What? I was in your room like 3 weeks ago while you taking shit and I saw your housing like forms so I, I knew you and Aaron were gonna live together. Oh, I'm sorry. I I should have told you. I don't even I don't know why I didn't. Uh don't, don't. No, don't don't be sorry. I should be sorry. I was being a dick. I was being a big dick to you. No, no. Listen, Gabe, I want you to know I don't I don't wanna live with Aaron. I don't wanna live with him. I just I don't. I hate I'm afraid to live with strangers. I can't do it. I can't do that. I know. I know. I can't believe you saved me. You saved me. I owe you so free. You carry me. I I love you. I I love you, man. I, I love you. I love you. I'm not even embarrassed to say it. I just lo- I, I'm I not, love. I'm I'm not embarrassed. I love you. I love you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we just say that more often? I just love you. I just want to go to the rooftop and scream. I love oh. my best friend Nick. Oh, we should go up to the rooftop for sure. Like when you went away for Easter on vacation, I missed you. I missed you too. I want the world to know. It's it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Boop, boop, boop. Come here. Come here, man. Hey. Uh, I love you. (laughs) Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got Make my day. Let's take me, boy. Let's drop. Fuck you. Everybody on. Good. Great. Great. Wonderful. Oh, welcome to Facing Off. I am McLovin, and this is my 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donator co-host, Gabe, and we are going to do some Korean face mask tutorials tonight, so thank you all for joining us. We... I don't know a Nick. I only know sorrow and grief. Okay, you're at a 10 right now, and I'm going to need you at a 2. What's up, Nick? How you doing? I'm good. The water was good. I was drinking water as you were saying that. I thought you had a whole thing. Yeah, I'm drinking a lot of water. We're here looking at each other on a computer screen, even though we live very close to one another. Yeah, man. Because... Everything in the world is just fine. Yeah. Hey, Nick, why don't you give the big announcement of what you might have discovered about yourself? Oh, I haven't been able to smell or taste anything since I had a cold last week. Apparently, that's a real big symptom of COVID-19. Well, you started with a fever, and then you were vaguely sick, and then you lost your sense of smell and taste. Yeah, even though I had no sinus symptoms. So it's either the weirdest cold ever or... 
Corona. I beat coronavirus, baby. Dude, you beat it. Uh, beat yeah, it man. up. But anyways, uh, enough um, about enough about me and my triumphs over this virus. Virus, man. You're uh, you're a viral underdog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what up, man? Uh, you have any like shout outs or any like isolation thoughts? No, dude. I just not, I'm not ready for that yet. No thoughts? All right. No, dude. Do you have thoughts? No, no. I mean, I mostly just like tweet about my thoughts each day, but just been watching a bunch <laughs> of like uh, 1950s and 1960s like Russian or Japanese movies, like all boss. I am such a nerd. That sounds pretty well adjusted. Um, oh, I do have a couple shout outs to Graham and Melissa. New listeners, they're pretty fucking cool, and they'll be on at some people? point. Melissa is an actress in, uh, or she's an actor, actually, uh, in Hollywood. An ingenue? I'm trying to say woke. Well, woke? Woke. Uh, woke. <laughs> and Graham, uh, he works from home, but uh, he's getting in the acting game, too. He's a cool dude. So maybe you'll meet them at some point. I think they're going to be on. But he shout works. out to you guys. Thanks for listening. He works from home? That's yeah, right weird. Now. I don't know anybody that works from home. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I just feel like, <laughs> what a waste, you know? We should be outside <laughs> in groups right now. <laughs> just big groups coughing at each other. Um, yeah. Welcome to our show. Today's uh, two episodes. We wait so long two to tell episodes people what they are. Two episodes are movies. Two movies? Yeah. God, dude, we do wait so out of practice. We always wait. Superbad versus Booksmart. You probably read it in the title of the uh, uh, podcast episode, but those are our two movies. Yeah. Why did we choose them, Gabe? We chose these two movies because uh, they're extremely similar. I mean, both have Jonah Hill's... Both have a Feldstein... In them, uh, Jonah Feldstein, <laughs> as you guys know him in his uh, non-denominational white, <laughs> non-Jewish name, it's uh, his secular stage name is uh, Jonah Hill, and then his little sister Beanie Feldstein is one of the stars of Booksmart. But they're very similar uh, in story. Uh, some people might criticize Booksmart for being too similar to Superbad, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hit us with the synopsis. Maybe we can figure out what the what the bridge is between they these two. They are flicks. quite similar high school coming of age stories. Super bad is the story of Evan and Seth, two best friends in high school who just want to get laid and or date hot girls before they go off to college. Yeah. Evan is going to is it Dartmouth? Don't we all? Yeah, he's going to Dartmouth. Nailed it. Evan is going to Dartmouth next year while Seth is going elsewhere. When they get the opportunity to buy booze for a party their respective crushes will be at, they take the opportunity. Their best friend, Fogel, just got a fake ID, so they ask him to use it, but he's chosen the moniker McLovin, and the whole thing goes down the drain anyway when McLovin gets clocked by a petty thief at the liquor store. Fogel meets two super cool cops while Seth and Evan go on a bunch of mini quests to find some booze. They are reunited eventually, booze in hand, much later at the party. Evan gets with his girl Becca, but she's way too drunk and ends up puking on him before they can consummate their crush. Seth uh, schmoozes with a bunch of people and then ends up kissing his crush Jules, but it's really awkward. He accidentally gives her a black eye. Uh, yeah. Seth and Evan lose touch, but discover that they really love each other, even if they won't be together next year in college. True. It's cute. That's it pretty much cute. it. Booksmart is the story of Amy and Molly, two high-achieving high school seniors who are best friends, but don't get out to socialize too much with others. They decide to go out 
to the final party of the year where Amy wants to hook up with her crush Ryan and Molly wants to prove she could party with the popular kids, including her student body, body, student body, vice president, Nick. Yep. Amy and Molly party on a boat, get in a car with a pizza delivery strangulation killer, and get to ride and hitch a ride from uh, their teacher to the party where they have a falling out and miss their hookups. They fall back in after Amy saves the party by distracting the cops, and Molly bails her out of jail before they head to their graduation and ultimately onto adulthood. Whoa, holy snap, dude. What a synopsis. Is that um, good? Is that right? Yeah. I always write these and then I'm like, that's the plot, right? No, that that was like maybe one of your more accurate uh, synopsis duos. Um, nice. Yeah, dude, Hell you're yeah, killing dude. it, man. You're you are a great writer of I have a lot more that already time. exist. Um, yeah, so we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna compare and contrast these movies. We uh, we use a rating scale one to seven uh, for our five categories. One being the lowest. Four being the middleest and the one with the hairy chest, and seven being <laughs> the greatest. Um, yeah, and then we're our five categories today. We're gonna do our comedy categories because we like to laugh. Uh, we're gonna do spectac, <laughs> hilarity, originality, actoring, legacy, and quotability slash rewatchability. Nick, let's get it started. I had a one real quick shout out. I want to oh, yeah. shout out my third grade teacher, Mrs. Nishikawa. She yeah. taught me how to summarize, and it's coming in real handy right now. And so. I'm going to shout down my uh, third grade teacher, Miss Ragu, like Ragu Ramen. She was awful. I also like antagonized Ragu? her every single day, and I was sent to the principal's office almost every single day for, at times, imitating her Indian accent, which, you know, I, I was embarrassed <laughs> about later, but she sucked. All, all, uh, all of my dentist racist impressions in third grade. I, hey, man, you've always been ahead of your time. All right, let's get started. Yeah, let's, uh, let's start with Spectac Hilarity. Oh, let's start with, uh, Super Bad. Super Bad. So, Spectac Hilarity. More like Super Good because I gave it a seven in this category. I gave it a seven as well. So, uh, Spectac Hilarity is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie, but we also talk about, like, how funny it was. Was it consistently funny, well-balanced with its comedy? Um, or did it have a lot of duds? And Superbad ain't got no duds, dude. Almost no duds in yeah. Superbad. Um, let's see. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Um, it seems silly to even consider giving it anything but a seven or even really talking about it. Oh, I got plenty to talk about. <laughs> uh, it's just consistently hilarious, and it always has been, and it always will be. I just feel like, especially with this movie, they ho- in terms of its dialogue, they hook you in like immediately. They're oh, yeah. they're on the phone with each other. They're about to like be in the car together, but they're on the phone discussing porn. Um, He's like, I'm sorry, Evan, that the Coen brothers don't direct the porn I watch. I couldn't get, reach them. <laughs> uh, it's so good. And then it leads to a scene with them at 7-Eleven. And I remember seeing this when I was, uh, I think it was before my freshman year. Or maybe it was, I think it was the summer after my freshman year. And I remember just like, like him saying like, don't be such a vagina. Like it was just such realistic dialogue. And it was so funny. <laughs> Um, the way they talked was just like exactly how high schoolers talk. They didn't like sugarcoat it. I think it was like a heightened version of it, but it was pretty accurate. 
<laughs> like, I love when he's like, they also got one for fetishes, you know, like feet and poo-poo and pee-pee and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, the scene with the penis drawings is like one of the funniest like story slash montages ever. Oh, it's classic. Um, well, the, one in eight, like, it's like what, something like 8% of kids do that. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> dude, one in eight, it's like so random. And then when they're like, dis- dude, the scene where they're discussing the fake ID is so iconic at this point. Yeah. That I, you, the thing is, Nick always talks about this. Whenever we talk about comedies, he, like when he doesn't give it a seven, it's like, it, he didn't have a lot of belly laughs. This movie, I mean, no matter how it's many times I laughs. watch it, it's all belly laughs. Um, Something that we've been deprived of that this movie demonstrates as being possibly the cure to cancer and all other ailments is the combination of uh, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen. It's amazing. How Why do are they not more often? always buddied up like this? And this was like Bill Hader like bef- like a couple years into SNL. But he's so, like, his performance is so funny. But it's also like a different Seth Rogen performance than we ever get. Yeah. It's a little bit, well, it's not a different Bill Hader. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, Bill Hader just does Dude, whatever. Dude, the extended, but yeah. I've been reading on IMDb in the extended version of the scene where they're talking about how much easier cops lives would be if there was semen everywhere he's, is, is so it's, funny. apparently it was supposed to be like four or five minutes or something of like ad lib and then they had to like just there's this out. line about sherlock holmes is just killing me where he goes i often go to sleep and dream of waking up in a world where everything is covered in semen and then officer slater says i mean who doesn't it's like your wish that you could walk out of a room and just know where the semen was you know like sherlock holmes if he was in his day sherlock holmes in his day and this is a proven historical fact sherlock holmes when he was alive knew where semen was <laughs> like there's there's it's so funny that that lines some of the funniest lines in the movie aren't even in the movie and apparently aren't even in the unrated like, cut. Dude, that's the some one of I the watch. funniest parts of the movie actually for me are just like, like because I've seen it so many times, the ones that still make me die of laughter is like when they cut to Steven Glansberg when he's like, oh my God, he's so dude, scary. And dude. he's just staring out <laughs> into space. I was dying. And then the when, Evan, when Evan punches Becca in the boob, it's yeah. like the most uncomfortable humor. Uh, you know what I think it is? Is like Greg Matola, um, the guy who directed it, is also the guy who's been directing the first three episodes of Dave, Will Dickey's show. And he just gets comedies. And a lot of comedies have like awkward pauses and stuff, or like they have like duds of scenes. Him and Judd Apatow just like work together to make just a consistently funny and interesting story. So yeah, yeah seven out of seven for both of us. What about... Booksmart spectacularity. Booksmart, I gave a five. Okay. I don't think it's supposed to be as drop dead funny as Super Bad, especially rewatching it this time. Well, it has all- like a dramatic like turn to it, it as well. Yeah. It's just like a. It's just not designed to be drop dead funny, but it's just like it's more charming and emotional. Wait, keep talking. Um, than it is like hilarious. Um. So I have a few scenes I want to shout out. Big ups to the singing scene where um, <laughs> where Amy sings, if you don't say something in the <laughs> next 10 minutes, 
Then I'm gonna take you to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, dude, Caitlin Dever is like I, I'd seen her in so many movies this before, and that scene is so funny. That's that scene like, gets me every time. The intro dancing scene with whatever that song is that I'm definitely gonna go back and like. Dude, sound the soundtrack down. is amazing. Um, that intro dancing scene is fantastic, and then the scene where they figure out that they're tripping is pretty awesome. Oh, the ayahuasca scene. Yeah. Oh shit. So that's interesting cuz I actually wrote in it that like that was one of the parts that just didn't work for me. It was just too ridiculous it, like, and like kind of doesn't work, but this rewatch I was like, okay, this is actually pretty funny. I, I yeah, I don't know. For some reason that was one of the ones that kind of brought it down. There are I some was... things that really don't work for me. The whole Malala thing as our our former as guest Holly, Holly had pointed out yeah. pointed out is not funny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be like kind of like accurate to how they would. It's be. just not good, bro. I don't like yeah, it. I don't know. I'm hovering between a five and a six. I don't really think there's a dull moment in the movie. Like, no, you know, maybe some lines kind of don't work. I that scene that I was talking about the ayahuasca where they're like Barbie dolls, like is still like funny or at least interesting. So it's not really a problem. You mean Asian wasca? There are yeah, <laughs> there are some. Uh, there are some like random moments that are like kind of killed me. Like when Molly is, um, Molly is like freaking out about colleges and she's walking through the school and she's like, where did you, where are you going to school? Like, where are you going to school? And then that one girl hope is just like, no, don't, I'm not interested in this. And it just like <laughs> yeah. stops. Uh, I thought that was funny. I love, um, well, I've written down that, that song. Cause that is absolutely hilarious. Anything with the character, George, I'm like die that one of the gay uh, kids, the one who's like the head of the theater stuff there. Oh is yeah, so funny. The karaoke scene <laughs> when he's doing uh, Alanis Morissette. You want to know, <laughs> dude? It's so funny. <laughs> Where he just yells at that kid to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, all the dude. It, I was dying of laughter in the theaters when we saw this. I was dying every scene with Jared and Gigi. Um, Carrie Fisher's oh, yeah. daughter Gigi dude the scene when they're on the boat and the guy kept walking up and he's like lamb meatball and she's like what the fuck get out of here <laughs> you're everywhere um, I also just think I think the dramatic parts are actually really interesting because this is more of a drama in certain parts and I, I think Olivia Wilde like makes it great I think the scene the scene in the pool when um, Amy is Caitlin Deaver's character yeah when Amy discovers that Ryan, the girl that she liked, is like making out with um, the class president guy, whatever his or uh, vice president guy, um, it's like an effective scene. It's almost like a really cool music video. And I think another part that helps with the engagement level, the spectacularity part of it, is like I think the soundtrack is amazing. Like you have yeah. "Come Down" by Anderson Pack. You have like a "Run the Jewels" song. You have. Uh, wildfire by uh subtract dude i i mean i really get into it because of the soundtrack although i do think the comedy like bo burnham with eighth grade handled the like musical comedic moments a little right. bit better with like his editing and stuff so i don't know i think i'm gonna give it a six just because i really like it and i found myself really engaged and i thought it was funny but i'm i'm bringing it down because i don't think it's like like the funniest like i'm not dying of laughter at every scene even though i am pretty often yeah absolutely uh all right let's move on to originality 
Originality is okay. uh, where we talk about like how creative the movie is, whether it stands out in like the comedy genre. Um, I also wanted to talk since these are high school movies, kind of like what we did with Clueless uh, and Mean Girls, like how accurate it was to high school. Because there's nothing worse than a a script that's just not accurate at all to what we went through. Um, mm. So let's start with Booksmart. Uh, you can get started on that. Okay. Oh, I can? You tell me what to do now? Yeah, you're allowed to if you want. So, <clears throat> hmm. my book smart rating, I gave it a six. Holy shit. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Because, so I, just right off the bat, let's get it out there that it's highly derivative of Superbad in terms yeah, of its story. Definitely. The thing is... Superbad is also derivative of lots of other things in its story. True. They're just not such direct parallels because, like, there's an obvious, like, oh, it's two girls instead of two guys in high school, like, thing going on here. But Booksmart takes the Superbad model, and I think it expands it in a way that is, like, original. Like, we get rid of some of the tropes, and instead we have, like, endearing, intelligent, like, more real-seeming people. Like, they're actual characters with, like, depth in them. Whereas Evan and Seth aren't really, like, actual people. They're one-dimensional, like, kind of more straightforward individuals. They're literally driven by one thing and one thing only. Whereas in Booksmart, Amy and Molly aren't really driven by just one thing. They're like actually more well-rounded characters. Like the story that they're in is more cartoon-like, but the characters are more real. Yeah, um, it's great I character th- writing. I can't deny that. Yeah, and I think that that makes Booksmart gives it a higher score in this category for me. <clears throat> um. I wasn't really thinking about how much it stands out in the genre, though, because I saved that for Legacy. Right. I mean, that's fine. And and that's kind of, I do Legacy, like, how does it stand out in terms of, like, all movies? But I think that's fair if you're, like, thinking about all comedy movies. Yeah. Okay. So so what did you give Booksmart? This is going to be an interesting discussion. I gave it a four, an average score. I think that it's pretty accurate to high school. I think it's more it's more accurate for like semi rich white kids from the suburbs and stuff. Um, yeah. I do love the part like there are certain things that Olivia Wilde inserts that feel very much like a high school and like how the kids like actually like each other like the Snapchat videos of the party like Tanner the kid in the overalls like eating the ghost pepper and then like chugging the gallon of milk yeah. is like that felt real like an actual party. Too much um, milk. Too much I think milk. it's mostly super accurate to like leadership students. I know a lot of like, dude, like they are exactly like the annoying leadership students at schools. Um, yeah. I, think I think the whole thing is a lot like, like at least like my high school experience was. Really? Okay. Yeah. I feel I felt like Superbad was a little more like similar to my high school, except for that everyone like knew each other. We didn't have like straight up bullies like the kid with the mullet. Uh <laughs> Or he has, like, a samurai haircut, really. It's not really a mullet. It's really strange. Um, One thing that kind of bothers me about the script is that they give a ton of exposition as they're talking. Like, in a casual conversation, they tell the whole history of other characters as if they don't already know that. Like, the audience... Like, Mm. there's a part where she's like, 
um, talking about Molly and Amy are talking about AAA and she goes, well, she did give this roadside assistance, like blah, 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 blah. And like says all that. I'm like, why would she be, they, we would assume that they both know this. You're just telling that to come to the audience. And sometimes that takes me out in terms of like the script writing. Um, The conversations are, are pretty realistically crass, like in super bad, which I, I, you know, I obviously appreciate. Um, but sometimes it feels like it's trying really hard, like your Malala thing or like certain other parts. It's like they're trying to be like, I don't I like I love the scene when Molly discovers that Amy uses her panda bear to like jerk off. But it, at the same time, like what Molly's saying is like not realistically crass. You know what I mean? It's like it's over the top. Yeah. OK. Um, I think it's I think it's a better movie than super bad. Like, for sure, a better movie because it brings yeah. in a lot of, like, great drama things. But I don't think it's, like, more original than Superbad in, in creative ways that, like, Lady Bird and Eighth Grade aren't, you know? Because, like, eight, Eighth Grade and Lady Bird, like, bring that to a whole new level. And that's where I would have, like, that's where I would give the credit away from Superbad. I don't mm. know. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm still going to give it an average. I think it's great and I think it is creative and it, it sucks to like come out that late and uh, feel like it's derivative of other things. But let's talk about uh, Superbad originality. What did you give Superbad? I gave it a six. So like your score for Booksmart. What I, I, do, uh, I do get what you mean that there's like a one dimensional path for each of the characters, but I found them to be really real characters, like very, very believable characters and i think it's more like the the path that they take and their motivations may be simple but i think the nuances in like in how they portray them which i'm going to get to in actoring kind of like removes that as an issue for me i definitely think it's more original than book smart like i had when you gotta think about when super bad came out like i had never seen I'd seen high school movies that were great. I mean, I love Fast Times at Ridgemont High and like Clueless and Mean Girls, but like I'd never seen something like this. It was so natural and the story was absurd. Like we wouldn't have movies like uh, Project X or Booksmart without it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was like based on Seth Rogen's life, him and Evan Goldberg's life. They even had a friend named like Sam Fogel that they based. Uh, yeah, that's why they Rubens. named him Evan and Seth. Yeah, yeah. So they like everything was like pretty real. Um, I appreciate I appreciate that all the high schoolers like act like high school seniors. I more appreciate that they were like actually the age that they were supposed to be. Uh, besides Jonah Hill, who's like twenty three at the time. Um, we always, we had movies before that were like high schoolers who were losers trying to be cool. Like I even did this. I threw a party so I could be cool. And I was for like a week afterwards. And then it was like <laughs> nothing beyond that. Uh, but we never really had a journey like their journey in this. It's like dazed and confused, but with a mission, you know? Um, I don't know. The story hmm. kind of just weaves around in really ridiculous, fun ways. And I thought it was more creative than the average like high school comedy. I don't know. What about Okay. You? Okay. Uh, I gave it a four. Wow, you're a bitch. <laughs> I, I just don't... I don't think this is the category where it gets a lot of its points. I just don't think it's super original. Like, it's, you, Wait, you think Booksmart is more original than Super? At least it tries. Yeah. I think that the... 
there's a different category for what you're talking about in yeah i get it Actoring. super bad yeah no no i think that it's like super bad's like where it sticks out is the what it left behind oh sure. not true not legacy, what yeah. it did like it's it's a it's one of the best comedies it's so fun but it's basically just a buddy high school movie done in the jet app like sprinkled with judd apatow flavoring yeah like it's but that's it's in very, hindsight that's what it feels like so you're right th- so it, but for me i i'm mostly talking about like how i felt when i first saw the movie okay dude i remember walking out of that th- movie and being like holy shit like this has changed what comedy movies are like for me because it was so realistic to my life no i did not have that feeling I came out of it feeling like that was one of the funniest movies ever, and I'm going to rewatch the crap out of that. Okay, like a typical, like, good comedy, like a great comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I just don't think that it, it doesn't score the points in originality for me. It just, it's the legacy that it leaves behind. For that, sure. That yeah. is impactful. I think it's, if you look at other, like, Judd Apatow-flavored movies, they're pretty much on the same like kind of wavelength i don't think that it's original this one is funnier but and one of the funniest if not the funniest one of those types of that flavor of comedy but um yeah i think that's fair all right it is fair so that's a four out of seven for nick and then is that what you said four yeah and then uh six out of seven for me all right let's move on to our next category then actoring and boy do I have a ton to say about Superbad, and I will try to pare it down, but I gave it a 7 out of 7. Like, of course. Okay. I, actoring is where we talk about the performances and then whether the writers and directors gave them the tools that they needed to perform at the best of their abilities. And in the comedic context, we're just looking at like how naturally funny it is and how believably funny the the acting was. Yeah. And I remember like at the time, I thought Jonah Hill's performance was like one of the most absurd performances i'd ever seen on screen um i thought it was just so realistic and funny and he it's kind of crazy that now he's like been nominated for an academy award twice like (laughs) where he went um is absurd i i think my favorite of his may be when he's in the home ec class and he's like um he's in the home ec class and he's like like debating with the teacher about like the importance oh of God, like a yeah. cooking class. He's like, there's two weeks left. Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry <laughs> again for cursing. It's just, his acting is so funny in that scene. Uh, but it's some, BS. It's yeah. bullshit. Sorry for cursing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cursing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it, it. Sometimes Jonah Hill is like, I don't like his acting and a lot of things. Cause he does this weird, like, he, like he stares and then kind of pauses as if he forgot his lines. Um, but I, I don't know. He's really funny, but the more I watch this movie, the more I become obsessed with Michael Sarah's performance. Like I legitimately think Michael Sarah's performance in this movie should have been nominated for something. <laughs> it's so specifically awkward and great. Like the scene where he's like every scene he's talking to Becca, I'm like dying of laughter because it's so cringeworthy. And then he's like, bye. <laughs> he's like, and it'll just you be and- my gift Here's to a- you. Here's and a piece smooth 
too if you were a man. Yeah, everything he says in that <laughs> sex scene is so great. Um, I, I, I mean, I always think about anytime we're like two people say goodbye and then they're walking the same direction. I always think of him in that scene. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. But then you could like, I love how realistic the performance are uh, performances are because Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg like made it to be that way. But then you add in like three other amazing performances with Christopher Mintz-Ploss, probably like the most iconic from uh, from this movie as McLovin and Fogel. It's like, I mean, it's like the most quoted by... Chicka chicka, yeah. Chicka chicka, yeah. Fake ID. Uh, so peace. Um, I don't know. I, I He was like kind of like Ken Jeong in uh, yeah. The Hangover where everyone talked about him afterwards. And I was like, he was okay. But the more I watched, it's like, what an iconic performance. Um, he's fantastic. I yeah, do always Hader, die Seth Rogen. of laughter when he's like following the uh, girl at the beginning. And she turns around. He's like, uh, it's 1033. I told her the time. Wow, that's the coolest fucking story. Uh, so great. But, dude, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are so funny in this movie. I'm They're like... Fantastic. I don't even know how you can write dialogue the way that they did, but I'm sure most of it was ad-lib as you were we should get some, We should get some row beers, huh? We should, yeah, can I get dude. 13 beers to go, please? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, I found out that she was a whore. <laughs> so my first wife, she was a whore. Yeah, we found her uh, in action. You know, give it a blowjob. <laughs> what he's talking about, like, like group sex. He's like, and I wasn't at his wedding. He's like, I wasn't involved. And I never noticed until this watch that Seth Rogen goes, I, I was. <laughs> uh, it's so great. Their introduction in the liquor store is so great when they're just like antagonizing the woman behind the counter. And they're yeah. just like not listening to anything she says. She's like, so like. What did he look like? Did he ethnically? Did he look like you or like us? She's like a woman. Uh, is that what you're trying to say? A woman? <laughs> He's like, no. She looked like you. Oh, so he looked like a cop. <laughs> it's so she great. Like, she looked like Eminem. Oh, yeah. like an Eminem. So he was round. <laughs> Dude, they, so you watched the unrated version. This is the first time in a long time I watched the theatrical version. Oh, and I... Dude, that scene is so funny in the... Uh, I highly recommend the unrated version for that scene, among others. Um, some other ones I wanted to shout out that you didn't. Jolo Trulio. Dude, I, I, so I put a note of this. He's amazing. So funny in this. Dude, the part where he crouches down and like like squats and he's like... You look like you my look friend at, Jimmy. <laughs> and then he just looks and he goes... You do. Like he's staring at his penis. And yeah, like he so looks funny. him up and down. It's fantastic. Dude, Jarlo Trulio cracks me Welcome up in everything. to the Thunderdome. Um, I gave it a seven. I almost gave it a six. Whoa. Because there are some actors that are just like suck in this. Uh, Jules' friend. Oh, yeah. She is really bad. It's, dude, it's like, the, like... it's like she just picked them up, picked some random chick off the street and what just had her fuck like, seth he's my best friend uh yeah i know um, who you're yeah that's a good but point. yeah i mean you said it all i just wanted to shout out joe lo because he just is dude you gotta I mean, watch brooklyn 99 
uh, I've seen he is pretty funny got in what I've it. seen. He it's so funny to see him in this and Pineapple Express as the creepy, like pathetic guy. Yeah. And he just nails it. And this one is so ridiculous. He's like, Tiger got out of the cage, bro. Uh, <laughs> dude, and we haven't even like talked about Emma Stone. Like it this is her first movie. It's so crazy that she is now like the biggest actress, probably already won an Academy Award, like been nominated twice. It's just crazy she came from this. Um, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Man, dude. that's oh my so god! Wild. I, I got to point out one thing because I love I love in comedies like this when like there's a ton of like smaller cast members that are funny and everyone at that adult party that they go to is so great in the scene when evan is singing these eyes by the guess who and they're in like what wow and he's, he's <laughs> dude the guy who's like super coked out is so he's like you want to do a line of cocaine yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so great i do allison jones is the best casting director of all time so i this is that I guy can sing sing for us sing. man my brother came all the way from scottsdale and the guy's like scottsdale sing, arizona please sing <laughs> he's like what are you gonna call him a liar you're going to call him a liar, <laughs> dude. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that's sevens for both of us. What about book smart actoring? Uh, I gave it a six. Similar, um, similar treatment here. The two leads are fantastic in their roles, mm-hmm. um, but there's more room for like other characters in book smart, which I really like. Yeah, I agree. And like they're like rewatching it. There are some performances that I noticed where I was like, that dude or dudess is going to be uh pretty funny in something sometime the guy the guy that plays the vice president nick uh he's pretty yeah, great he's he's really good he's like a he's a cool character yeah it's um there's just some performances that aren't great too like whoa like ryan the oh, bisexual I, dude i think she's like purposely like an idiot I did not like her performance. Yeah. I just don't understand how Nick would like go for her. Was she supposed to be like really attractive when she wasn't wearing glasses? Maybe. I don't know. know. She's got a nice body. I'm not sure. I guess. I don't know. She's just, she's always just so happy. Yeah. She's always in a good mood. I found it to be pretty silly. Like she's just like such an idiot. Yeah. I don't know. She's just like one person to pick out, but, um, Oh, Jessica Williams? Is that her name? Who? The chick that plays Miss Fine. She's uh, on The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. I didn't... Oh, I oh I knew I recognized her from something. She yeah. was fine. She's, like, fine. There's just, like, a uh, lot of actors that are fine, but there's also, like, a lot of room for things that could have been funny that maybe oh, they don't get oh, enough screen I, time. I pointed out saved. someone, too. I don't like the guy who plays Theo, the guy with the long hair. I've, I He's yeah, in, like, I every Netflix yeah. comedy, and I don't like him. He's not that great. Like, th- there's a lot of room for, f- like, all of these funny characters, but some of them, like, really miss their mark. Some of them really hit their mark. Like, AAA is really good. Yeah. Like I said, Nick is really good. George um, is so Will, funny. Will Forte and Lisa Kudrow are f- yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Um, Steven Merchant could have been funnier. Dude, I wrote down the line by uh, Will Forte. Oh my god, he has so many good ones. He's like, cheese and salam, me being your dad was the greatest honor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I think it's a really... We spent so much time. A lot of effort was put into this I'll love you forever. (laughs) Dude, it's so dumb. A lot of effort Uh, was put into this. Painstaking time was put into this. (laughs) He's so funny. Uh, 
I just I love puns and stuff too, so that's a great scene. I agree. I think I think you're like that's a great point. I I give it a six out of seven. I think that's a great point to like point out that like it gives a lot of room to these side characters to kind of like grow and like blossom as like comedic actors in it. Um, yeah. I think especially the gay kid George, like I'm dying of laughter in every single scene with him and the guy who plays Alan, his friend, is so funny. Um, I really like Caitlin Dever, uh, Dever, I don't know how to fuck to say her name, <laughs> and Beanie Feldstein. I love the scenes whenever they're like complimenting each other. Yeah. Why don't we do that, dude? Before we go out. <sighs> I thought you loved me. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, as Gigi is like... Oh my God, yeah. And I, she, That's like the McLovin of this movie. It's like dude, this she ridiculous... she steals the show. Dude, her intro when they're like, oh, here comes the 1% and it's the music is like the best yeah. usage of music in that scene. I lost uh, my virginity in what I thought was a park, but it turned out to be a graveyard. And now the ghost spirits live inside my eggs waiting to be reborn. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> running the joke lines. that I, I forgot to mention in Spectac Hilarity is like her popping up everywhere is so funny for the plot line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually thought the the rich kid Jared. I had seen him in another movie before that. I think it was Vacation, the um, the remake of uh, yeah National Lampoon. Yeah, dude, I I thought he was super funny, but then they have like a really good like dramatic part with him where he's kind of like talking about how people don't understand him, and they're like all talking about how he um, had sex with a prostitute. He's in um, the Righteous Gemstones. He's pretty good in that. Oh, interesting. I love when he's driving and they're like making up the lie about their friend running over a possum. And he goes, do you know what kind of possum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, Jason Sudeikis, absolutely amazing in it. Um, I, think the, I think the kids are just interesting. I really like watching the party scenes and stuff. Like yeah. I thought the kid that played Tanner, the skater kid, was like really good in it. Yeah. And, and same with Nick. Um, so yeah, I, I give it a six out of seven. I think it, it's just a fun uh, movie in terms of the performances. And it's stuff. a romp, dude. It's a. Romp. It looked like it was fun for them to film it. All yeah. right, let's move on to our next category: legacy. Legacy is where we're talking about like how this movie will stand in the history of time, and like the history of movies, but also like did it does it age well or will it age well or you know what's its lasting legacy? So let's start with uh, Booksmart. You start. Okay, Booksmart, I gave a six. Um, originally, Damn. I gave them... Originally, I kind of thought Booksmart might get a slight nod here. But then no, I thought... No I chance. rethought... No, I rethought the way that I did this um, as I was doing it. It's Booksmart is not a five and is a six because it's the more critically acclaimed of the two movies. It's more impactful. It's more important to people. It's a huge breakout for uh, Olivia Wilde, and it's a career maker for some actors. Um, no, I don't. But I, I get what you mean. But I don't think like critical acclaim means that it's more important to people. Like this fucking, like panned at the box office. Like it was all over Twitter that people were like trying to save this movie because like. No, I and we were confused because we walked out of the theater all loving it. You, Julie, um, me, and Danny, like we were just like dying of laughter the whole time. We loved it. I thought it was going to be an instant classic, and like no one went and saw it in theaters. And like it was, it was well loved, but it was like, 
Like no one saw it in theaters. I actually don't know a lot of people who have seen it now. Hmm. Because I was thinking, I for me, I, I agree with you. I think a six is like really fair because I think this will be a movie that's important to me and you. Like I, I could see us really like liking this and rewatching this, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I don't know, man. Like this did really poorly. In the, the in theaters, and maybe it'll have a lasting legacy afterwards. We don't really know though. How poorly, money wise, do you know? I think it was. I, I think it ended up making money after, but people had to like fight on Twitter to get attention for it. This but is Annapurna. Isn't that something of a legacy as it is? For sure, and I think it's like it's got a legacy for like like Hollywood people. But I wouldn't say that this is going to be like an important movie for high schoolers and stuff. Uh, or people that wanted to like reminisce on high school, like a lot of other movies. I mean, I, I'm like, I guess I'm mostly playing like devil's advocate here because that's what happened. But this was like towards the like Annapurna, which is one of my favorite production companies. It's up there with A24. Just is really, really bad at setting release dates and marketing, and they messed up. Like they released this at the same time as like four other really big movies. And I think it made its budget. I mean, it made probably way more than its budget. But it, it this should have been a really big hit during the summer. And they released it a little bit too early. Yeah, then, it made four times its budget. Which is good. It's great. But this, but like, that's, this should that's have been a huge hit. that's only $24 million. Right. Booksmart made 169 Made $169 million? Nine worldwide. Oh, that's great. $121 million in the U.S., yeah, see, that was like, but that was like, I remember the first three weeks or so, they were like, dude, this movie's like fucked. Annapurna is going to be like bankrupt because of this. Hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's similar to Superbad. So I think like maybe the efforts afterwards were big um, by the, the Hollywood people. I don't know. I remember being really frustrated that no one was going to see this movie in theater. <laughs> by the Hollywood people? By the Hollywood elite, dude. By the Hollywood people. By them people in the Hollywood. Are we Hollywood people yet? I mean, I think, we live close enough. I think enough. now that I know that, maybe I'm going to move it up to a four, but I had to add a three. I just think it's always going to be in the shadow of something like Superbad, and that hurts its legacy, even though I don't think that's fair. <sighs> yeah, I just don't... Like, we know two people that actively didn't, like, actively didn't like it. Holly and then my roommate Alec was like, it just felt like they were copying Superbad, and I was like... That's a really um, simple way of putting it. Like, didn't you appreciate it's, any of the it things? Doesn't it doesn't really, though. That's why I gave I mean, it. For me and a, you. It's a different story than Superbad. It's way different. Yeah. What they end up accomplishing, and it's just it hits similar beats. You can't really deny that. But I could just see a I lot of like sexist boys like just not wanting to like this movie because they just don't want to agree that a like a but female that's version is stupid like, i gave it a I lot agree. of points too because olivia wilde just comes through and just crushes it in this dude i agree i mean i walked out of the theater with you guys and i was like i think olivia wilde's gonna be like one of the next big directors because it her directorial touch to this movie is amazing it's fantastic. I don't I'm know, just I, my objectively, I'm bringing it a little bit down because I just don't think this is going to have like the legacy of Superbad and Eighth Grade and Ladybird, which like completely changed conversations about high school movies. Um, I don't know. Well, let's change the conversation to Superbad. True that. I gave it a seven. Okay. 
Uh, it's a career maker. One of the funniest coming of age movies ever. It's critically and uh, audiencely. Uh, uh, audiencely. Audiencely. Yeah. Uh, uh, acclaimed. So I don't think there's anything to knock it. I think this is where, like I was saying earlier, I give super bad uh, all the cred. It has to get a seven in terms of its legacy for me. I am probably going to give it a seven because I think it's one of the best comedies ever. But I do have to point out that we talk about in legacy, like how comedy ages. And I think there are some things that did not age well. Uh, there are just, a lot of gay just slurs. just the gay slurs. Yeah, it's like, but that, but to be fair to the movie, that is how high schoolers talk for better. I mean, True. I mean, not for better or for worse. For and worse, it's not like <laughs> egregious. I there was this one line too that I pointed out when the girl, like Evan, doesn't end up taking advantage of Becca. But the girl says that line or whatever, like, he's like, isn't it unethical? And she goes, oh, no, not if you're drunk, too. And I'm like, don't put that in a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's, people are too dumb to understand that that's a joke. Um, I don't know. <laughs> They're I, just going to quote it alongside things like, he's the fastest kid alive. And he, oh nobody, kid nobody's alive. gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nam. That is such start. a great, I used to <laughs> love just going to quote things like. Uh, it isn't if you're drunk too. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not, not saying understand. they. I'm not going to say that most people are going to like quote something like that. But I do think like that is going to age poorly. I also no, but I out, mean like, in a movie where words mean as little as they do in Superbad, people yeah. like what you're saying is totally, totally on. That's irresponsible to put something like that. Yeah, I mean, in- the other thing is like I don't know how great of a legacy this movie has with girls. Right, I don't like, know. We had talked um, about that with something else before, and like I kind of wanted. Do we know any? Do we know any? Do we know any girls we could ask? I mean, I, I'm sure Danny and Julie both like Superbad, but I don't think they love it at the level that like guys do. Um, that's where it's like a seven out of seven. But like, man, every single person in our age group, like all the guys that we knew growing up, like this is one of the most important comedies ever. Um. It's Eminem's favorite movie, so that should give it a huge legacy. So really? Yeah, I don't know where I saw that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it never. The thing That's is, hilarious. even if something's aged poorly, it never got less funny. In in fact, it got funnier and funnier as I grew up. I've seen this movie like a million times. The McLovin oh. ID was everywhere. Like people were buying McLovin IDs. Oh, you after still this. see them in like you see it on Spencer's and shit. Yeah, yeah at Spencer's Gifts. That's like a typical place for it. Everyone knows and talks about the period blood like on his pants scene. That's iconic. Uh, every time I see detergent, every single time I see a big detergent bottle, I think that it's full of beer. <laughs> or I like imagine in my head whether it'd be you full get, of beer. The part, I never, uh, maybe it's the unrated version, but he goes, his green beer at one point. At the Would end. you like to taste this? It's green beer by for your information or whatever uh, um yeah it also like it got pretty good reviews not as great as book smart and it made 170 million worldwide which is pretty similar on a little bit of a lower budget but um i don't know i, I don't i'm know. gonna Julie, give it a seven Julie's currently surveying all of her friends and they all say I, that they love it i kind of want to do that too oh really how quickly did she do that in uh, the span of me talking everyone's talk that much <laughs> 
No, everyone's stuck inside, and Julie's always looking at her phone. So. All right, fair enough. I mean, I thought maybe oh, it didn't have never a big mind. legacy Her with other girls. friend never saw it. Okay, that's ridiculous. Hey, Julie's friend Kristen, what <laughs> you doing? Hey, what you doing? doing? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna just give it a seven because text text Danny and ask her if she and her friends like it. And we'll, okay, we'll have uh, an right, answer well, by the end. Well, you explain the next category then. Rewatchability do... and quotability speaks for itself. Sort of, um, kind of. It's how much do you want to rewatch this movie? Is it funny upon rewatches? And then also how not only is it quotable, but how much has the quotability of the movie seeped into the like vernacular of America. Yeah. Like do people, do people quote it or do they like live it? I live it, love it, dig it. Uh, Let's actually start (laughs) with book smart with this because I don't think it's as quotable. No, I gave it a five though, because it's pretty rewatchable. Yes, Um, definitely. It's really fun to rewatch. Um, it's a more substantive, substantive, substantive. I feel like I sound like Donald Trump. Substantive, substantive, infantrupin. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's a movie with. We got more... a lot of infantrupin. <laughs> Dude, that video is so great. It's a movie with more uh, substance than yeah. uh, super bad. So it's more fun to rewatch. Um, mm. They they do hit the same beats though, like the movies. I keep saying that, but they really do hit the same like emotional, like poignant moments. Like that right when they out, have the fight, yeah. They get back. Like it's just, I don't know. It, it's I don't want to knock Booksmart for that because I really do think the stories of them are very different. Um, but. I mean, they do hit the same beats. Two friends, last party of senior Fair year. towns! Fair towns, people, I swear to God. There's secrets between them. The secrets tear them apart. The secrets bring them back together. Because, I don't know. Um, but I gave it a five. It's just not as quotable. But there are some good quotes. I, yeah. All, all aboard the SS lit. As fuck. The SS, the SS lit, lit as fuck. As fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I gave it a three. Um, just like I, it's not very quotable. I don't know anyone who quotes it and I don't really know in like five years if anyone's going to really quote it, even though I think the quotes are good. I just don't think it impacts like conversations like a lot of comedies do. I also don't like, I think it's super rewatchable. I'm going to rewatch it probably like 10 to 12 times in my lifetime. But like, yeah, if I ever had to think about like what I'd rather rewatch this or super, uh, or super bad. Or Super Troopers. Um, I would probably go with one of those. Just because like I, I really like those more. I, I found them to be funnier. So I'm just like, that's... I just have to be fair to that. Even though I, I do... I agree with you. I think it's really fucking funny and rewatchable. We'll see if it's quotable. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There's nothing more exciting and Don't daunting knock it. than the Blake Page. Oh, that's good. Maybe I'll do a book of quotes. I love that because you hear the Siri noise. Exciting or daunting than the blank page. <laughs> uh, dude, that's the the on cue like getting the Siri noise like pop up onto the screen was so funny. It's so great. Um, mom hey. and dad, dude, George, when he's like, <laughs> "Mom and Dad, do not talk to the actors." I told you to stay in here. <laughs> 
If you were actually a criminal, you'd be the best criminal in Los Angeles. <laughs> Don't show me your passcode. That's the thing about passcodes. Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about an actoring how amazing Michael Bryan is in this oh, movie. Oh, Michael Bryan. Out of I, all the adults, he's my favorite. In for the movie. some reason, I thought he was Stephen Merchant, but he's absolutely not. He's Michael no, Bryan. No, he had such a short-lived <laughs> life on SNL, but he is a legend Dude, to me. He's such a legend. Dude, that whole scene is so amazing. Uh, it's yeah. great. Uh, and, then the, and then, like, you're... You're like if you'd love Michael Bryan as much as we do, after that scene you're like, Oh man, they didn't use him enough. Exactly. And then yeah. and then you find oh, yeah. out that at the end they did, they didn't use him enough because it makes it so much funnier that he's actually a murderer. Yeah, he's actually like a serial killer in the town or kidnapper. <laughs> Dude, it's so yeah, we funny. We do know cause, that guy. Because he's just so frustrated about, like, knowing... It, 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 he's so frustrated by them being that easy of, like, pawns to him. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, actually, I will give you a ride. It oh, my gosh, a... really? No, get out of my car. Get out of the fucking car, dude. Uh, he's so funny in that scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, super quotable, but there are, like, quotes. I was, like, I was dying of laughter the whole way through, or, you know, in certain scenes. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about super bad quotability, rewatchability. I mean, this one's obvious. It's a seven. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the most rewatchable comedies of all time. Yeah, and it's endlessly quotable. Everyone quotes this movie. Yeah, and Seth is the is just like a quote machine. Everything he's Jonah saying, Hill's yeah. character is just a nonstop quotes. Yeah, Julie's friend just said the... I'm getting that uh, for show. Getting that for show. Dude, that's so like the, one of the... the... The line about Nam. No one's got a hand job in cargo shorts since Nam. Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> I actually, me and like Clay and everyone in our friend group, like we randomly quote other parts. Like my most quoted part of this, and Kevin always reaches out to us about it, is... Uh, Oh man, I've never before seen that in my life. <laughs> yeah. When he has the period blood, it's so random. People don't forget is like Aaron and I have said people don't forget in like almost every context. Yeah, I always say the fastest kid alive thing. Good He's shit, Hamaroki. Huh, yeah, <laughs> that line is so great. I gotta sit here and eat my dessert alone like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg. Oh, dude. It's just like... Spread your shit! Spread your (laughs) shit! Pussies on the pavement, fellas. (laughs) Oh, shit, it's the cops. Dude, I just got... I went down a rabbit hole of quotes from that scene where they talk about semen that I was saying before. There's another one that I didn't say where he goes... It was my semen. One time, we walk into a murder house. Blood everywhere. I go on... I think it's, I, I think I find a bit of semen. Clean it off. Long story short, cream of wheat. Yup. <laughs> dope. <laughs> oh, dude. I assume you all have guns and crack is a yeah. great one. Um, I love the scene. And this is so much funnier when I got older and I actually knew who he was. But when he's like, yeah, honestly, I think I peaked too soon. And he's like, you're like a young Orson Welles. And he goes, yeah, I honestly understand why that fat ass ate himself to death. Dude. <laughs> I noticed that line this time, too. She looked at me in the eyes and she said, mama's making a pubic salad and she wants some <laughs> Seth's own dressing. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. What? That's like slapping God against the 
face for giving you a beautiful gift. You don't have the technology or the steady hands to pull off a procedure like that. So peace. I gotta catch a glimpse of these Dude, warlocks. Let's stumbled. make a move. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting a quarter. <laughs> they just sprint Dude, after the girl with. Big there babies. are like little lines that I find so funny that uh, Evan does. The more I rewatch it. That's a that's a big thing. I rewatch this all the time, but I still like him pointing out little lines. But when he's like, miss each other? No, we don't. I don't miss each other. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Dude, uh, is the division sign line in the theatrical release? Yeah, it is. Or is that it an is. unrelated it's one? It's so funny. Because that's, that's my, one of my favorite lines. It's like a three thing. It's like ball, dick, ball. He's like a division sign. It's like a division sign. <laughs> Dude, when he when she's like pulling off his sweater and he's like, just be careful, it's vintage. Yeah, it's, it means I got a lot it at to a me. Vintage store. <laughs> I'm so wet right now. Yeah, they said that would happen in health class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! You know how many foods are shaped like dicks? The best kinds. All the best foods. Yeah. Uh, Hot dogs. Dude. She wants my dick. In or around her mouth. All right. Yeah. So that's a seven from Nick and I. We could close out. Um, I'm going to have to adjust this. What's your totals? Oh, fuck. I didn't even add them. Oh, you fool. Mine is uh, 31 for super bad and okay. 28 for book smart. Um, while you're adding them up, I wanted to point out that uh, both movies have creepy drivers, but one is way more creepy than the other. Um, yeah. So don't get in cars with strangers, kids. And uh, on a completely separate note, Dan the Automator, um, it's one of the producers in the Gorillas, did the score for Booksmart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's not a lot of score though. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this is Dan the Automator from Gorillas, a very famous producer. Yeah, that's strange. Really cool. um, I gave Booksmart a 23 out of 35, which is low in terms of our ratings, but I, I really do like that movie. It was one of 51. my 51. Overall, top twenty for me. It was top twenty for me last year, and I watched like seventy five movies. Um, right. And then I gave uh, Superbad a thirty four out of thirty five. <laughs> I think Dang, it's a perfect. You did, dude. I think it's a perfect comedy. It's it's my. It's no, my you favorites. didn't give it. It's not Austin Powers. Uh, no, it, it, it's almost. Didn't you give Austin Powers thirty five? Yeah, of course. And I'd probably give Dumb and Dumber. Spoiler alert! And Ace Ventura yeah. the same. Fair enough. So that's, uh, what, 65? Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Out of 70. 65 to 51. Superbad is our winner. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, 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 but Booksmart ding, ding. is great. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, I mean, you should watch it. I'm probably going to watch it a lot more. Yep. It's a uh, three do you thing. have, uh, let's go into the accolade section. You got like an MVP of these two movies? Um, My MVP of these two movies has you to be Jonah Hill. Yeah. I, the thing is, Jonah Hill was lazy, amazing to but... me for so long, but I, Michael Sarah is the one that I keep going back to the movie for. And I think Ooh. this is the end, like completely changed that for me. Um, because he's so funny in that movie. Uh, and then I'd probably, if I did like from book smart, I'd say George, I think George is like one of the funniest characters. Um, Oh, the, the, the gay kid. kid. Yeah. 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 He's really funny. Um, <laughs> uh, L, do you have like an LVP? Oh, it's probably that girl from Super Bad. The Jules's, Jules's friend? Yeah. 
And I got you can get us out. You can get us. You can ready. get us Ogle. You should like. Well, you got to get me killers. <laughs> Kyle's killer you lemonade. You got to get me like, Kyle's well, killer that's... lemonade. Yeah. Stupid. So annoying. Uh, um, oh, dude, or Clark Duke in it when he's like, "Holy shit, Fogel's a badass." Yeah. I don't know that's, why he's always cool in movies. Like that guy doesn't look cool at all, even though he's. I funny. don't know. I think that's the point, but mm. no. Also, LVP Dave Franco has one line. Y- yeah, yeah. That was like eight years ago, like, you dick. <laughs> I mean, it's a good line. It's funny, but Evan, what the fuck, man? We're losing. He's like, it's soccer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, those are those are my lazy accolades. So I was gonna ask if do you prefer Seth or Evan or Fogel, but it's definitely Seth for you, right? Yeah, Evan's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean I'm the pair of them are. Of, I'm definitely more of an Evan myself. Yeah, same. I think I'm an ang. I have the anger of Seth, and I have the weird comments. Like Smoley always points out, like our previous guest, he always points out that I just say the weirdest stuff in the middle of a conversation, and like <laughs> no one notices it. Uh, yeah. Do you have any like recommendations of movies like this that you think people should watch? Um, I was gonna say Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've mentioned that one a couple times. One um, of the best movies of the last five years, actually, last ten years. Yeah, I don't have any directly. Like, I was really trying to think of like like ones that are like super bad but i can't there's this one just nothing comes close to super bad oh no there was this one that's on hulu right now it's like a hulu original with pete davidson where he's like the cool older guy who's like a bad influence on this kid called like big time adolescence but it's it's not Hmm. good so i'm actually not recommending interesting But, Um, dude, I watched, uh, because I have that Criterion channel thing, I've been watching Akira uh, Kurosawa movies, and on the thing, on uh, the Criterion channel, they have, like, interviews with certain actors and directors and stuff about, like, what their favorite movies are, and then you could watch the movie afterwards, and both Michael Sarah and Bill Hader are on it separately talking about this movie called High and Low by Akira Kurosawa, and it is amazing they're right they're like super artsy like they love art house movies but uh, oh interesting um i was gonna recommend to anyone that's not already watching it that they should watch dave if we're gonna go oh i was gonna talk about that too yeah because the director of Superbad does a bunch of dave it is so funny um the third episode is absolutely ridiculous you gonna come cream cream (laughs) (laughs) uh all right so next episode nick we are going to do warrior versus the fighter two fighting movies about substance abuse yeah they're both great movies and then oh i do own the fighter um and uh then after that uh we're actually going to do the town versus den of thieves just because we want movies that are streaming right now for you guys that are stuck in isolation but after that we'll probably do super eight versus et which are not streaming yeah dude the town's amazing people are going to be stoked for it uh, you can follow us on social media and let us know what kind of movies that you want to see. 
Um, I put out the recommendation uh, list out there, um, but you can continue to DM us on there and follow us there. That's Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. You could also follow us on Twitter. I know everyone's on Twitter with these dark times uh, with the news. So uh, Twitter.com slash FacingOffPod. And send us emails. Tell us about your scores for these movies, especially if you think Nick's an idiot or if you think I'm just a big mouth piece of poop. You're um, an idiot. Uh, facing off podcast at gmail.com. Nick, you got to send off? If it's you not say the, mine, I'm going to kill you. It's not the going I'm worried about, oh, nice. but the coming. Pretend he's your little sister, little sister with a picta, begging love your picta.